0: This is the Troll Patrol, live, with Justin
1: Freakin'. Welcome to the Troll Patrol, live, it's a freaking Sunday. Warlord Lord says not to trust a Frenchman named Henry. We're gonna talk about Henry, the storm that is pounding the East Coast right now. But I say, if you're not gonna trust somebody, you should not trust my co-host for the Friday Night Freak Show, Sparkles Lavendar. Who sat over here on Friday night? Incredibly sick, and is now given whatever the fuck she has to me. We don't think it's COVID, but my god, was it easy to transmit? We, if you were, if you joined us for the show on Friday night, we didn't smoke out of the same. She was trying to smoke a joint over here while I was smoking a bong. she was all uh, hopped up on cough medicine and shit he was in rare form on Friday night but whatever she had I have now this is usually I would be drinking my tea this is tea this is a I was told it's an Appalachian remedy called a hot toddy but I can't imagine that the rest of the world didn't think to put bourbon. Honey and tea together and warm it up. I. It's possible she gave me the COVID. We thought her kid might have the COVID earlier in the week. We don't think he did. He didn't have a fever, but for one day. She has had the COVID, is vaccinated, and we think she had a breakthrough case after she got vaccinated and this could just be a 24-hour crud thing um i woke up about 11 o'clock this morning yeah it takes a few days for the symptoms to start but it was almost instantaneous with me last night watching summer slam i'm like huh i've got a tingling in my throat um oh, my head's starting to hurt so it took like 24 hours for. and yes she was breathing all she was coughing and hacking wheezing I probably shouldn't have... I mean, it was only our second show. So I didn't want to cancel. probably should have like, made her go out on the patio and do it from out there. But basically, that's my, my way of telling you that like I just woke up a few minutes ago. So we've got shit to talk about, but not a lot. Because I haven't even really paid attention to the news. So what we're going to do tonight... Is we're going to watch... President Biden's speech from earlier today, he's going to talk about the withdrawal from Afghanistan and tropical, I think it's a tropical storm, I, <clears throat> tropical storm Henry, it might have, it might have got hurricane status, I don't, I don't know, once again, I've been asleep all fucking day, Hounding the east coast, Then we're going to talk about the Taliban recreating the shots from Iwo Jima. Bo Brooks and Donald Trump both got booed at the Trump rally in Alabama over the weekend. And then we're going to finish off with a dog being reunited with its owner, and that video is too pure for this world. So starting off this evening, President Biden gave remarks just a few hours ago discussing I can't even weed right now, RB. I'm so fucking sick. There's not a chance in hell that I'm going to try to smoke something. Oh, here is Biden earlier. I, I'm, I'm sorry you infected me. I am feeling better. You should come over and have a hot toddy. These, these are wonderful. You, put, you, you get your really hot tea. You put some honey in it, and the honey kind of coats your throat. You put the bourbon down in I think it's the bourbon more than anything that makes you feel good. Go to sleep, you say? Are you, are you telling me to go to sleep, or are you citing the finishing move of the man whose shirt I am wearing right now? Who debuted on AEW on Friday night. All right, here is Biden from earlier today talking about Afghanistan and Tropical Storm Henry. Henry with an I, not with a Y. After a uh,
2: series of meetings throughout the weekend with my national security team, I want to update the American people on our ongoing evacuation operation in Afghanistan. But uh, first, I just was briefed by the FEMA administrator who's here with me today, Ms. Chris Wall, about flash flooding in Waverly, Tennessee, and surrounding. Well,
1: you're riding Biden's nuts, DK.
2: I want to begin by expressing my deepest condolences for the sudden and tragic loss of life due to this flash flood. I know. Uh,
1: I saw some dumb fuck, yeah, I was trying to blow my nose and not like, have it all up in the, in the microphone. I saw some dumb fuck talking about, like, oh, this is still Orange Man bad. Well, the has just moved on to Senile Man bad. That's what they say. The, the funniest thing about the Orange Man bad is that I actually have legitimate critiques of Trump. It's not just Orange Man bad. Orange Man is incredibly bad. The fucking dumb fuck.
2: Well, we reached out to the community and we stand ready to offer them support. I've asked the administrator to speak to Governor Lee of Tennessee right away. And we'll offer any assistance they need for this terrible moment. Let me also say a few words. Uh, what, is, what is now tropical storm, not hurricane, Henri. His double-digit people died in Tennessee because of the flash flooding. This afternoon in Rhode Island. Henri is impacting much of the Northeast right now. And I want to talk about our efforts to prepare and respond to this storm. We have uh, been closely monitoring Henry's progress and making the necessary preparations. Fortunately, it's no longer a hurricane. It's been downgraded to a tropical storm. And we are taking it uh, uh, seriously, though, because the size and the storm surge and the rainfall is producing. As of right now,
1: Henry is meandering. That's the Weather Channel's words, not mine. Got the article here. Meandering inland over New England with flooding rain. Henry slowing down inland over southern New England with plenty of flooding rain left for the northeast into Monday. The center of Henry moved ashore around 12.15 p.m. on Sunday in southwest Rhode Island, which I do not think is a real state. I have never met anyone from Rhode Island. I've never met anyone that has been to Rhode Island. Maximum sustained winds at landfall were 60 miles per hour, according to the National Hurricane Center. Despite weakening and the cancellation of tropical storm and storm surge warnings, its inland impacts, including flooding rain and gusty winds, will last into Monday, regardless of its designation as a tropical
2: storm or a hurricane. It's also, uh, I, I, it, it's also impacted an area of the country that has already experienced heavy rainfall over the past several days.
1: What the fuck are you calling Biden's mistake? It was Trump's plan. Trump is the one who negotiated the pullout with the Taliban. Trump is the one that wanted to get it. This is the best thing Biden ever did. Fuck, I hate right-wingers. You guys are the dumbest fucks walking the planet. I can't stand you people. And yes, Trump is going to w- is going to run. And that's a good thing for Democrats. He ain't going to win. And the more he asserts himself, the better it is for the midterm elections next year.
2: And while New Englanders are used to dealing with uh, some tough weather, this storm has the potential for widespread consequences across the region with significant flooding and power outages that could affect hundreds of thousands of people. And so we're doing everything we can now to help those states prepare, respond, and recover. I can't uh, think of anyone better to lead this operation than, than uh, uh, Deanne Cr- uh, Criswell of, uh, of FEMA. Um, she's who before she headed up FEMA, she led the emergency response in New York City. And she was one of the key federal officials leading on a response to Superstorm, Superstorm Sandy. She knows this area very, very well.
1: I don't think he knew
2: her name, and just kind of like. was was needed better than anyone. Yesterday, I talked with the administrator and each of the governors in the key states most likely to be affected. I urged them to take advantage of the assistance FEMA can offer in advance, and committed to do everything we. Oh, can he just blanked so on a name. The, the motherfucker is like eighty years old. FEMA has already prepositioned resources in the region. To speed our ability to respond. And
1: That's another thing. There are memes going around about how, you know, we don't allow old people or we consider old people to be unemployable because of their mental decline, yet they are the ones that run the entire fucking country.
2: 78. I'm sorry. I, I was uh, overshooting it. Water and life-saving communications equipment, as well as generators. In close cooperation with the electrical sector, Preparations are in place to address significant power outages and resources and supports is staged at the edge of this storm to be able to move quickly in to help. Thousands of additional line crews and vegetation clearing crews uh, from other states and from Canada are already heading toward the impacted states in New England, ready to serve and, and as, move in as soon as is feasible. I'm not drunk enough for this shit. Fallen trees help local utilities repair damage. We'll get there though. Restore electrical service as fast as possible. I want to thank these crews for their commitment to helping their fellow citizens in time of need. I've already approved. I've already approved. Emergency declaration. Old
1: people told you that. Old people told you age equals wisdom.
2: Which activates funds and means we can we can get in there and help as soon as this extreme weather has moved through. The Griffin family isn't real. That's my point. But we're acting to prepare for and prevent damage as much as possible. And to uh, speed help the affected (laughs) communities so they can recover as quickly as possible. I also want to encourage everyone to do their part to prepare. Follow the guidance. Next,
1: you're going to be telling me there's a fucking Springfield somewhere in this fucking country.
2: Not a real fucking city. Henri is going to continue to move across much of the Northeast. So it's important to monitor it closely and be prepared in your home, in your community. Make sure you have the supplies for your entire household, including necessary medications, food, water, battery-powered radios in case of extended power outages. And don't forget that you may need to seek shelter while you're uh, battling the Delta variant and uh, COVID-19. So wear a mask and try to observe social distancing. And everyone
1: across the country... D.K., you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Biden was grieving his son dying. That's why he decided not to run in 2016. Not that they preferred Hillary. The Hillary and the Obama coalition did not get along. I am so tired of idiots not knowing what they are talking about. You want to come in here and you want to assert your opinion,
2: but you're just clueless about everything. Don't get caught by the next storm. Get vaccinated. Get vaccinated now. Protect yourself and your family against COVID-19. It's going to be a vital part of emergency preparedness this year, for the remainder of this year. Now, let me turn to Afghanistan. I've continued to make progress since uh, I've spoke to you on Friday. We have moved thousands of people each day via U.S. military aircraft and civilian charter flights. A little over 30 hours, in a little over 30 hours this weekend, we've evacuated an extraordinary number of people.
1: The media Uh, coverage of Afghanistan has been disgusting.
2: 11,000 individuals. That number will change day to day as the air and ground operations in Kabul vary. Our first priority in Kabul is getting American citizens out of the country as quickly and as safely as possible.
1: Apparently, he has enlisted commercial airlines to help that happen.
2: ...reach out to the remaining Americans we have identified by phone, email, and other means to ascertain their whereabouts and their plans. We're executing a plan to move groups of these Americans to safety and to safely and effectively move them to the airport compound. For security reasons, I'm not going to go into the detail of what these plans entail. But I will say again today that I have said before... Any American who wants to get home will get home. We've also been evacuating the citizens of our NATO allies. I was
1: just fucking around about Springfield not being a city. Staff. There's like a Springfield in every goddamn state. Some states have two.
2: Their homes as well. And uh, as we do this, we're also working to move our Afghan allies who stood with us side by side and other vulnerable Afghans such as women leaders and journalists out of the country. As of this morning, we have evacuated nearly 28,000 people.
1: Fucking turtle bees. On both U.S.
2: and Coalition Aircraft. There's a turtle bees in Rhode Island, I bet. Bringing the total number of people we've evacuated since July to approximately 33,000 persons. In one 24-hour period this weekend, 23 U.S. military flights, including 14 C-17s, 9 C-130 flights, left Kabul carrying 3,900... Fucking Trump didn't even like his brother. What the fuck are you talking about? During the same period, our military facilitated another 35 charter flights, carrying an additional 4,000... A
1: break on what? No, no, Trump is a fucking idiot, a dictator, a wannabe dictator, and a fucking child rapist. He don't get a break for fucking anything. Why are you so concerned with being up Trump's ass? What the fuck is wrong with you?
2: That are, taking, ...that are taking them out. Altogether, we lifted approximately 11,000 people out of a in less than 36 hours. It's an incredible operation. Let me be clear. The evacuation of thousands of people from Kabul is going to be hard and painful no matter when it started, when we began. would have been true if we had started a month ago. Or a month from now. There is no way to evacuate this many people without pain and loss of heartbreaking images you see on television. It's just a fact.
1: What's well, weird, they didn't the television didn't play all the heartbreaking images of Americans dying in Afghanistan for the past twenty years. No, all of a sudden they're concerned with it now that we're pulling out the military industrial complex kicked up into high gear, wanting to keep us in this forever war. Because it's lucrative. That's why you see Boeing. That's why you see Lockheed Martin commercials on fucking news channels. Because it doesn't make any sense. They don't have a consumer product. Why would Lockheed Martin advertise on MSNBC or Fox News or CNN? Why? It's so they can drive
2: their fucking coverage. We are proving that we can move thousands of people a day out of Kabul. We're bringing our citizens, NATO allies... Afghanis who, in, help have, in fact, has helped us in the war effort. But we have a long way to go, and a lot could still go wrong. But to move out 30,000 people in just over a week, that's a great testament to the men and women on the ground in Kabul and our armed services. It also reflects a tireless diplomatic effort. In order to keep a steady flow of planes taking off from Kabul and maximize our evacuation capacity, we have quickly stood up an unprecedented global effort and established a series of processing stations in third countries. In short... It is all... The, MAGA is all the worst these of the United States wrapped up. ...working with more than two dozen countries across four continents. I've secured agreements. We've secured agreements with Gulf... Excuse me, across the Gulf, in Central Asia, and in Europe, including processing centers in Qatar... Germany, Kuwait, Spain, and elsewhere. It allows us to sort and process these evacuees.
1: I always love it when people call it cutter.
2: These transit centers are a safe place for the SIV applicants and other vulnerable Afghanis and their families.
1: But who am I to make fun of somebody in the way they pronounce okay. names and shit?
2: While we conduct security screenings and background checks before they continue on to their final destination in the United States or in another country. One of our NATO allies as well. And so, from Asia to Africa, from Europe to Western... Now, if anybody's
1: seen Final Fucking Destination, they aren't hopping on a, on a plane.
2: ...resettlement efforts. They sure as shit don't get behind log trucks. ...many countries, including Qatar, Germany, Spain, Italy, the UAE, and others. They're making vital contributions to thank them for their support and to discuss how we can continue... Uh, to- the
1: South is not going to live long.
2: The ...reason why I continue I in contact hospitalizations to continue to rise, except in Louisiana. We're going to talk about that here in a second. Continuing to stand together. We've also activated the first stage of what's referred to as the Civil Reserve Air Fleet to help with the onward movement of evacuees from these transit centers. Our military aircraft and others will get them to these centers, but then we're going to get the Civil Reserve Fleet. It's a program that designed, was designed in the wake of the Berlin Airlift after World War II to use commercial aircraft augment our airlift capacity. This is a voluntary program for our commercial airlines, and we're grateful for those airlines and the U.S. carriers who are supporting us. This effort will only use three or four planes from each of the major carriers, vast fleets of aircraft, so there should be no... Effect what is that Yankee agenda? ...commercial air travel, and we'll stay in close coordination with our partners. That Yankee agenda. These Civil Reserve flights will be helping facilitate the safe movement of people from staging locations and transit centers, like Qatar or Germany, to the United States or to a third country. None of them will be landing in Kabul. Now, the American aircraft part of this will not be going to any country but the United States. As this effort unfolds, I want to be clear. About three so I assume all the right-wingers that are bitching about immigrants are ready to take in the refugees from Afghanistan that they're blaming Biden for, right? They're landing at U.S. military bases and transit centers around the world. Oh, Tucker Carlson has already been talking about how he
1: doesn't want Land- the Afghan refugees here.
2: Conducting thorough security screening for everyone who is not a U.S. citizen or a lawful permanent residence. Anyone arriving in the United States will have undergone a background check. Number three, once screened and cleared, we will welcome these Afghans who helped us in the war effort over the last 20 years to their new home in the United States, America, because that's who we are. That's what America is. You know, Not if the xenophobes in the Republican Party have anything to say about it. We've seen from communities, organizations across America, mobilizing to support these efforts. So many of these Afghans stood bravely by U.S. troops in Afghanistan.
1: 99.999% of unvaccinated people have not fallen deathly ill to the vaccine. Someone saying vaccines
2: don't work is an idiot. It exemplifies the best of America. And I want to say again. Just how difficult this mission is, and how dangerous it po- the dangerous is. Of-
1: doing lines of musing eggs every time I blow my nose, which has been a lot thus far.
2: Changing rapidly. There are civilians crowded at the airport, although we've cleared thousands of them. We know mm. that terrorists may seek to exploit the situation and target innocent Afghans or American troops.
1: But that's maybe- not true. Eight out of 10 people vaccinated has the worst that's not true at all in Israel.
2: Monitor and disrupt threats of- from any source. Including the likely source being ISIS, ISIS ISIS-K, the Afghan affiliate referred to as ISIS-K. I fucking ban anybody that comes in here and promotes misinformation
1: mustering. Fucking kick them.
2: ISIS-K is a sworn enemy of the Taliban. And they have a history of fighting one another. But every day we have troops on the ground. These troops, innocent civilians at the airport, face the risk of attack from ISIS-K from a distance.
1: Motherfucker! I, how do I explain Jesse Jackson? Breakthrough cases are possible. The vaccine isn't 100% protection. Just like Max aren't 100% protection, he is fucking old. Exactly. But the efficacy rate is extremely fucking high. If you get the vaccine, it is very, very rare that you will be hospitalized or die. Yes, breakthrough cases are on the rise because more people are getting vaccinated. You don't know how to do fucking statistics. You have to be a right-wing fucking moron. Just like Israel, which has an incredibly high vaccination rate, is seeing a lot of people in the hospital because they have a fucking high vaccination rate. That's the people they're seeing in the hospital. That's why your number is fucking skewed, you idiot. I am so tired of right-wing misinformation. I don't give a shit. Yes, you can still get COVID if you are vaccinated. The thing is, is you are not likely to die. You are not 99.999% of people who are vaccinated do not die. So do not come in here and fucking promote bullshit in my chat. You're an idiot that does not know what he's talking about. And have either been propagandized to throw out idiotic fucking bullshit. Or you're lying. For nefarious purposes. Hey, that, that is literally what is happening with the unvaccinated. And you're going to see how many people are going to die. From trying to obtain natural immunity. Fuck, dude. How stupid can you be?
2: Even though we're moving back the perimeter significantly, we're working hard and as fast as we can to get people out. That's our mission. That's our goal. And our determination to get every American citizen home and to evacuate our Afghan allies is unwavering. We continue to see not only the enormous scope and scale... But it's
1: not! There is no data to back up your assertion. You're fucking banned. God damn it. Families
2: that are desperate to get home. Get
1: the fuck out of here, you stupid motherfucker. The
2: communities of veterans who have mobilized to try to help their former interpreters get to safety. The frightened Afghans who aren't sure what to do. To state the obvious, it's heartbreaking. We're all seeing it. We see it. We feel it. You can't look at it and not feel it. Nothing about this effort is easy, but the women and men of the United States Armed Forces are acting bravely and with professionalism and with a basic human compassion.
1: Get the fuck out of here, dumb shit.
2: I want to offer my profound thanks to our service members on the ground in Kabul and to all those at U.S. bases around the world who are welcoming and caring caring for these evacuees. To all the diplomats and civil servants who are working around the clock to rescue American citizens, the citizens of our allies, our Afghan partners, vulnerable Afghans, such as women leaders and journalists, what we are doing is extraordinary. And you have to think of the, uh, all they're doing. Is thanks to the people who, from all over the world who are helping this effort. I want to thank you, and I'll keep you informed every day as we move forward. May God protect our troops and our diplomats, and uh, we're serving. Yeah,
1: like God's gonna protect anything.
2: Two questions, Darlene from the Associated Press. Mr. President, thank yes. you. Yeah. Will, we're nine days away from the August
0: 31st deadline. Will you extend that deadline, or what? What is your thought process on extending is, the evacuation? Operation? I'd
1: like to smoke weed right now. Going
0: on
2: among us and the military, about extending. Our hope is we will not have to extend. But there are going to be discussions, I suspect, on how far along we are in the process. Mr. President? Right. Mr. President? Uh, Mario Parker, Bloomberg.
1: Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, just to piggyback off the August 31st deadline, you told uh, the G7 in Cornwall you promised them support back in June. If they asked for uh, a larger or a longer American presence past
2: August 31st deadline,
1: why? Why? What good is it going to do for us to keep troops there?
2: Look, we are working closely with the G7. I've spoken with most of the leaders of G7. I'll be doing a conference with them.
1: It's China's problem now.
2: And uh, we'll have that discussion. But we, are, we already have helped get out diplomats from other countries. We've already helped get out citizens from other countries, and we'll continue to do that.
1: Hey, Mr. President, it sounded like... You make a good point.
2: I do not have any tincture, though. What I'm not going to do is talk about the tactical changes we're making to make sure we maintain as much security as we can. We yeah. have a constantly... Hello! How can I say it? Increased rational access to the airport where more folk can get there more safely. It's still a dangerous operation, but I don't want to go into the detail of power. Mr. President, Mr. President, Uh, because
1: we haven't thought about it yet.
2: the Wall Street Journal. Thanks, Mr.
0: President. Our reporting on the ground shows that Afghans with the proper paperwork are still having trouble getting to the airport. Some said it said it would abandoned by the U.S. U.S. Embassy staff still have some U.S. Embassy staff that are Afghan haven't haven't been able to make it into the airport as well. Why isn't the U.S. doing more to allow Afghans into the airport to ensure access to the airport? And are you still opposed to setting up an extended perimeter around
2: the airport to help use that access? Number one, uh, I think you're going to see they're going to get out. Number two, we have made a number of changes, including extending access around the airport and the safe zone. And uh, we've done a number of things. Again, I don't want to get into detail about it. But uh, the fact is that more and more of the Groups we urgently want to get out of Afghanistan, starting with American citizens and the folks who worked in the embassies and personnel with our allies.
1: As someone brought up, there there is someone on Twitter, I think it was,
2: those who helped them on the battlefield as well.
1: There have been no American casualties in Afghanistan. Meanwhile, about a thousand people a day are dying here. U.S. citizens a day.
2: And a whole range of things. And that's why we've been able to significantly increase the in number. So it's
1: weird. People are making such a big deal about Afghanistan. We've got we've got a crisis here in this country going on.
2: Been cooperative in extending some of the perimeter. That remains to be seen whether we ask that question. Ed, fire away. Yes, Actually, and also
1: that, that that brings me to another point. Like it's so weird you come in here and talk about oh Jesse Jackson died, but you won't name off all or not died Jesse Jackson in the hospital and use that as a reason. ...to say that you're against the vaccine... ...but you're not going to bring up all the, the the fucking Phil Valentine... ...the conservative radio host that died because he was anti-vax... ...or the South Carolina Republican official that died because he was anti-vax... ...and we've got a million of these stories. You want to come in and be like, oh, Jesse Jackson was vaccinated? Yeah. What idiots.
0: Because the United States is now negotiating with the Taliban over Air Force access and such, do you now trust them? And then a question on the public response. A new poll
2: out today shows Americans wanted to withdraw from Afghanistan, but they disapprove of the way you've handled it. Poll also found that based in part on what's transpired in the last week, a the majority of- They
1: disapprove of the way you've handled it because of the media narrative.
2: ...to be competent, focused, or effective in the job. I haven't you know, seen you- that poll. It's out there um, from CBS this morning. Um, what would you say to those Americans who no longer believe that you're going to the job? I had a basic decision to make. I either withdraw America from a 20-year war that, depending on whose analysis you accept, cost us $150 million a day for 20 years or $300 million a day for
1: 20 years. The reason we don't have universal health care, the reason we don't have free fucking college...
2: And who, in fact, uh, were we lost?
1: Because it was a program to funnel money to defense contractors.
2: Americans dead and twenty thousand seven hundred twenty-two wounded. Either increase the number of forces we keep, we keep there, and keep that going. Or I end the war. And I decided to end the war. As I said the other day, you know, the only reason we're in Afghanistan is this is the place from which bin Laden attacked the United States of America. Had this been in another Middle Eastern country where he could have easily have moved from, we would have never gone to Afghanistan. So the question is, when is the right time to leave? Where are our national interests? Where That's the weird
1: place? he's talking.
2: And the idea-
1: Other than blanking on a, on a woman's name, it's been 20-something minutes of cogent speech. It's almost like you guys just make up bullshit.
2: Around the, world. the dude's almost
1: fucking eighty. Of course, he's gonna forget a name. I fucking blank.
2: Of an On
1: this very show,
2: can't be ignored.
1: I'm pretty high though. Usually.
2: you follow this. We are a number of places where we're doing that without American forces there.
1: It was never about winning. We never had a coherent strategy. It was only about staying there and wasting money.
2: That's the job. My job is to make judgments. My job is to make judgments no one else can or will make. I made them. I'm convinced I'm absolutely correct and not to am I'm, I'm
1: glad this is the best thing Biden has ever done in his career. For a war that... Which is surprising to me because he's such a fucking war hawk.
2: Do you trust them now that you have to negotiate with them? I don't trust anybody, including you. I love you. You know there's not a lot of people I trust. Oh my god, it's like
1: the dude that was with the bomb in the in the truck. He's like, "I love you, Joe. I love you, Nancy."
2: The Taliban has a oh. the Taliban. The Taliban has to make a fundamental decision. Is the Taliban going to attempt to be able to unite and provide for The well-being of the people of Afghanistan, which no one group has ever done since before, for hundreds of years. And if it does, it's going to need... It's
1: going to be a narco state.
2: In terms of economic assistance.
1: Depending on China's influence.
2: Taliban has said we'll see whether they mean it or not. They're seeking legitimacy. They're seeking legitimacy to determine whether or not they will be recognized by other countries. They have told other countries as well. As of right
1: now, they are not. IMF has pulled their
2: funding. So all all this is all just talk now. All just talk now. And so, so far, the Taliban has not taken action against U.S. forces. So far, they have, by and large, followed through on what they said in terms of allowing Americans to pass through and the like. And I'm sure they don't control all of the forces. It's a ragtag force. And so we'll see. We'll see whether or not what they say turns out to be true. But the bottom line is this, folks. Look, at the end of the day, if we didn't leave Afghanistan now, when do we leave? Another 10 years? Another five years? Another year? I'm not about to your son of your daughter to fight
1: in Afghanistan. I if we're going back to the if we're going back to the 9/11 attacks, there's a lot of things we should have do we should have done such as, you know, fucking Reagan not creating the Taliban, not funding them and training them. There's a lot of things we could have done like not fund fucking Saudi Arabia or allies which actually fucking facilitated the attacks on 9/11. So if we're if we're looking back on things that we should have done, I don't want to say like, oh, we should have bombed them. If we're, if we're going back into the past, there's a lot of things that we shouldn't have done before we ever got to
2: 9-11. Listen, the talk about how our interests are going to be impacted. Let me tell you, you're sitting in Beijing, or you're sitting in Moscow. Are you happy we left? <laughs> they love nothing better for us to continue to be bogged down there. Totally occupied with what's going on. So the idea, this is, I think, that history is going to record. This was the... Prince
1: Bonesaw. You would like Prince Bonesaw. I would hope, though, if you you went on a date with Prince Bonesaw, you'd be like Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad and be like, yeah, too many red flags here. My thoughts on Sharia law, it has no fucking bearing on me whatsoever. Anyone bringing up Sharia law is probably a xenophobe. Taliban was mocking American forces. Oh, you're afraid he'll send the Falcons after you. Taliban soldiers and American gear recreate the World War II Iwo Jima flag shot. Just amazing. The Taliban is rubbing America's nose in the mess it left behind in Afghanistan, and they they get to. And they're doing so with a massive troll move, recreating an iconic war photo for their own purposes. A Taliban military unit that calls themselves the Badri 313 Battalion put out a ton of propaganda footage this week, showing a bunch of these guys rocking what appears to be American uniforms and gear left behind in the chaos from the past week. Woo! Ah uh, we, we don't have subtitles. An example of some of the propaganda they've been putting out. They're out there patrolling the streets in fatigues that are eerily similar to what U.S. soldiers have worn in the area. Only now, the Taliban seems to have gotten a hold of it. Uh, there's a meme that's been circula- uh, circulating online. Once again, if you're just joining us, I'm incredibly sick right now. And there is a lot of alcohol in this. Uh, the meme circulating online right now. Tell me you were trained by coalition forces without telling me you were trained by coalition forces. Hey, it's not your fault. I wanted to do the show. I am feeling a lot better than I was this morning. I will I will give it that. Uh, Sharia law is not genocide what the fuck I think you're just throwing that that word around now what is genocide and what you should be concerned with here in this country is that fucking DHS under the Trump administration was performing abortions for women that's genocide but hey 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 be worried about Sharia law Yeah, we have plenty of Christian law here in states like I'm in, in Alabama. Speaking of the American Taliban, Mo Brooks was actually booed by a crowd at the Trump speech yesterday in Coleman, Alabama, for apparently, you know, just telling the truth. Even though this motherfucker praised the terrorist that had the bomb threat out in front of the Library of Congress. Even though he helped incite an insurrection, he's still not fucking fascist enough for the people at the Trump rally on Saturday. Godless, evil, amoral, socialists, Democrats are on the march. And we have to fight back, and we have to beat them in 22, and we have to beat them in 2024. (laughs) Now... Our choices are very simple. There are some people who are despondent about the voter fraud election theft in 2020. Folks, put that behind you. Put that behind you. Yes! No, 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 no. That's a motivating factor. That's what they all want to talk about.
0: Look forward! Look forward! Look forward! Beat them in 2022! Beat them in 2024!
1: I want to make sure that Mo Brooks gets beat in 2022 as he's running for a Senate seat.
0: Right. Well, look back at it, but go forward and take
1: advantage of it. We've got to win in 2022. We've got to win in 2024. That's what we've got to do. So, I ask you, I ask you. Are you going to help us win in 2022? I don't think this is his district. He's not their congressman. Are you going to help... I think he's the next district over. 2022 and 2024 take back our country. That's what we have to do. So, will you help President Trump and our MAGA candidates win in 2022? Will you help President Trump... Yeah, I think this is outside of his... Congressional district. That's right. So he is not the only one that got booed yesterday at the Trump rally. Trump got booed yesterday at the Trump rally. Apparently, for telling the people at the rally that they need to get vaccinated.
0: Three days less than nine months. And it's great. And you know what? I believe totally in your freedoms. I do. You got to do what you have to do. But I recommend taking the vaccines. I did it. It's good. Take the vaccines. But you got. No, that's OK. That's all right. You got your freedoms. But I have you got your
1: freedom to die with a ventilator down your throat.
0: Work, you'll be the first to know. OK, I'll call up Alabama. I'll say, hey, you know what? But it is working. But uh, you do have- exactly even even
1: fucking Trump. Where are you at, DK? Even fucking Trump says it works. You have to
0: maintain that. You have to maintain that. And you got to get your kids back to school. It's three days less. Than- I don't
1: know how you're going to get kids back to schools. The schools are all like closing down and quarantining.
0: But I, s- I asked a child. So that if if I had to
1: guess, most of his policy while he was president came from asking a child.
0: What would you do after describing... Would you leave the military until everything's out, including the civilians and all of that...
1: I don't know what that means. The freedom of choice. We're one of the least free goddamn countries on the planet. I don't know what you people are talking about. Like, we don't have a choice in much of anything. We, We have... The veneer of freedom in this country.
0: equipment, Or would you have the military go out first? Sir, I'd leave the military in. He was five. He said, I'd leave the military in. Get everything out first. I said, thank you very much. But they didn't want me to tell that story. They thought it was not an appropriate story, but it's true.
1: And you were trying to take foreign policy advice from a five-year-old? A five-year-old who disputed your fucking plan. But I... Goddamn right-wingers are morons. Now, encouraging news in the... March of existential dread that we've been covering. Louis, uh, Louisiana COVID hospitalizations have dropped for the second day in a row. I think this is a story published yesterday.
2: We have uh, that. We'll get to the news first.
1: Thanks, guys. In about an hour, the
2: city's vaccine card sign-up event will begin. It's to assist people with getting proof of vaccination by either getting them signed up on the state's Louisiana wallet app or by replacing their vaccine card if lost.
1: Louisiana has been one of the state's leading in infections.
2: Hey, good morning. Uh, like you said, it's about an hour away from this event here at the Tremay Center. So anyone who's having issues with showing their proof of vaccination, you can come here throughout the day to be able to get that assistance. Uh, they have a lot of different things. We're not
1: talking about the drop in showing that proof of vaccination. So again, hospitalizations starts at nine o'clock, runs till seven o'clock. And we know that enforcement period for the proof of vaccination does start on Monday, August the 23rd. So today, again, is a good time to get all of that stuff worked out if you plan to be out around, around the city. So the the people here at the Treme Center, there will be folks uh, helping people get their vaccination sorted out. That includes... Good on them. Let's read about the... A reminder for the week, proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test is required. What the fuck? Get into places... The number of COVID-19 patients hospitalized across Louisiana on Thursday dropped below 3,000 for the first time in five days. New figures from the Louisiana Department of Health show that there were 2,999 patients just barely dropped below 3,000 in hospitals across the state with the virus. That is a net decline of 14 patients from Wednesday and marks two days in a row of decreasing hospitalizations. The LDH says 91% of those patients are unvaccinated. Going back to the whole, the vaccine actually works. Christian Stevens, a spokesperson for Governor John Bel Edwards, Described the declining hospitalizations as good news. We still have far too many people in the hospital in Louisiana. But this is a tiny piece of hopeful news. Louisiana also reported 5,922 new cases and 67 new deaths due to the virus since Thursday. Ugh. And remember, lagging indicators. We'll see what it's like in two weeks after they've sent all the kids back to school. I mean, encouraging that it went down a little, at least. Now, before I head out of here and go back to bed, which is exactly where I'm heading, because I feel like absolute shit. If you did not uh, see the start of the show, I am uh, very, very sick. I'm drinking a hot toddy, hot tea, honey bourbon. And I just woke up just just a few minutes before we did this show. So I'm going to call it an early night and I'm going to go back to sleep. But before we do that, we got to check out this cute little dude. His owner uh, was away on business or some shit. Left his puppy with a friend. Friend brings the puppy to the airport. Look how excited he is! That's just too adorable. You know, I love puppy videos. I was hoping there's sound, there's not. Look at his mustache! Oh my god, he's so cute! Go ahead, get it out, buddy. We know you're excited to see your owner. Little tail wag. What a sweet baby! That that one was like, oh no no no. He might pee a little if I get too close to him. Oh. Nobody's embarrassed of that. Everybody loved seeing that shit. If you're watching on Twitch, I'm going to send you over to $27. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. Alright, have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Fregan. We'll see you tomorrow night on the Troll
2: Patrol. Live!